good? What's good? Dr. Tad is in the building on today. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are and what's going on. Hey, Tammy. Yeah, I got my uh, comments back up and ready to rock with y'all on today. Yes, I am Dr. Tad with Tuesdays with Tawana. I am your host and your curator. Just give me a thumbs up if the sound is coming in okay. I am working on new sound systems and as technological as I would like to think that I am, uh, sometimes I'm not. So, <laughs> Reverend Kimberly Scott is in the building from SoCal. What's up, my beloved sister? So good to see you. What's up, Tony? Yeah, you got a double dose today. You are winning for show, for show. Thank you for joining. If you are joining for the first time, just, you know, we engage. This is not me talking for 30 minutes. We engage um, in conversation together. Uh, just pop your comments uh, in the chat box and I will insert your voice into this narrative. Uh, before we begin our topic, Lose to Gain, um, first, let me switch my glasses because those are my reading glasses. And then these are my cute glasses that I can't see out of. So when I need to read comments, I usually pop you up on the screen like this so I can see. So, hey, vanity. That's what it is. Okay. So my show, I, I can do what I want to do. <laughs> So with that, um, let's let's get started. We got a lot to talk about today, but um, first I want to do a few uh, plugs because uh, y'all know how I, how I do. Um, I should be playing, yes, Fantasia, lose to win in the background. Yeah, and then Facebook will cut me off. So y'all sing it in your head because even if I sing it, they're going to cut me off. So that's just how this system is working. But that's probably for a different podcast. So for today, um, I just want to do a few plugs. Shout out to Harlem Underground in Harlem for my Harlem shirt with all the different colors. Yes, it can represent many things. It can represent the LGBTQIA plus community. It can represent the colorful beings that we are, the beautiful beings that we are. And you know, I always represent Harlem and gotta insert Wagner Projects into my narrative. Hey brother, yes, listen, my brother is committed. First of all, he's committed to his health, which is such an inspiration to me. And he's committed to his sister. He's in the gym joining Tuesdays with Tawana. I, I love you, brother. Yeah. Tony's at work. Tammy's at work. I mean, oh, and look who else is in the building today. Yes. Now I can see my beautiful Reverend Marcia Williams. Yeah. I missed out. We were in the same vicinity and I, I don't even think I was in town. And I was like, how could I miss this beautiful opportunity to be in the presence of the Reverend Marcia? So, we, we're going to make sure we make this happen sooner than later. Um, another shameless plug, hoop mob earrings, you know, black owned, blackity black, black, black. That's what we do. And my Italian twine, black owned watch. Yes, yes. We support black businesses up in here. We got some business entrepreneurs on our chat. Uh, 
Tammy is just doing big things for black podcasters. Uh, Tony is a, a makeup artist and she's getting gigs after gigs after gigs. So very excited. We got, oh, we got Jazzy in the building. What's up, Jazzy? I love you and miss you so much. Yeah, the glasses, the glasses, the hair. Yeah, kind of like has this blend. So yeah, I'm, I'm rocking these today. Um, yeah, you're my inspiration too, Jazzy. You already know. I don't, I can't even tell it all. Can't tell it all. Um, so yeah, so just representing, you know, we do black owned stuff up, up in here. That's, that's just how we do it. We got to support each other. Oh, Mother Carolyn made it today. I'm so excited. Your ears must have been burning saying I got to be on because she about to talk about me. So yes, just to let you know, I am about to talk about you, Mother. Jules is in the building. Yes, so good to be with you today as well. Always love to see your face and, and, and to have you a part of this beloved community. Yes, very excited, very excited. So, so today, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, yeah, Tammy said doing black things. That's, that's just what we have to do. And as a womanist, as a womanist who, who studied woman, womanism and was introduced to womanism in seminary, and I continue to have the honor to sit at the feet of so many womanists I I don't want to start mentioning names because then I'll get in trouble but it's it's a lot of them and I have a, a personal relationship with many of them and some of them I you know sat at their feet whether it was preaching or teaching or you know engaging during a lunch and so being a womanist is about centering black women and black experiences with the it's not another elitist title if you will it's not to exclude anyone but when you in when you center and honor and see and experience black women and the black woman experience things change so we hear a lot about black women will change the world i actually don't want to wear that burden i have enough of fighting for my life every day with a 41% mortality rate of black women with breast cancer as compared to white women. I have enough going on in my life raising a black son um, or who raised a black son and still raising a black son, even though he's grown in 27 and in Dubai, he's still my son, he's still my black son, praying fervently for him, for my grandson, Ethan, for my grandson, Eli, for my son-in-love, for my brothers, Larry and Court. I mean, the, I have enough just, this whole podcast for 30 minutes, I can talk about the people that and the things that are on my shoulders or in my mind or in my heart or in my intuition and in my womb and my gut that I have to be concerned about, not necessarily worried about because that causes stress. But when I name the concern, then I am able to say, hmm, I'm concerned about this. What can I do about it? Is this my job? Is this my assignment? Or do I express this concern to someone else who has an expertise in this area? Because I do realize that I cannot be all things to everybody. Full stop. Please take that. Yes, womanist, Rev, for sure, for sure. We do enough, Tanisha says. Uh, when you center and honor black women, experiences change happens. 
change happens. Whether, you know, we don't have to wear the um the adage of, you know, I know our numbers in, in society as compared to other groups are not good. Whether it comes to uh, maternal health, uh, cancer, breast cancer in particular, because that, that's what I know, um, you know, raising families, nurturing, extended family, the list goes on and on and on. Um, hypertension, we, we are high up in those numbers. Sex trafficking, domestic violence, along with our First Nation indigenous folk, it is a lot. And then you want me to save the world? Nah, you know what? Why don't you meet me on the margins, like Toni Morrison said, and learn a thing or two. And then you can go back and you can change what you started. You can change all of the, the things that did not include us, did not humanize us, did not center us, did not care for us. And it's still happening, like in Florida, where they don't want to teach black curriculum. If that is not racist, I don't know what is. I, I don't, I really don't. I'm, I'm really baffled as to how um, this dude uh, could get away with it. And I'm not even gonna say his name because we don't speak that negative energy up in here. So yeah, we changed the world by surviving and thriving because ironically enough, we are the prototype um, despite public opinion. Absolutely, we are the prototype as um, Andre 3000 says, <laughs> we are the prototype and we continue to come together. And this is why we do Tuesdays with Tawana, to build community one episode at a time. And in building community is building relationships. In building relationships, it's building trust. In building trust is then building, uh, dismantling systems that are not working for us and coming together in a trusting relational communal manner to then uh, reconstruct or rebuild or reimagine and co-create the things that will work for us, whether it's in the legislature or in our communities or in other communities. I may not live in those communities that are deprived of clean water or you know, of, of a supermarket that's in walking distance because not everybody can afford a car and insurance and gas. And so, okay, so I'm way off topic, but y'all know how I get about black women and, and centering black women and black experiences. So, and I'm not really off topic, but that kind of leads us into this adage of lose to gain, right? Or as Tanisha, Tanisha put a spin on it from Fantasia, lose to win, right? So here for this context, we're not talking about lose as in losing or winning, right? The first part of that. We are talking about losing or loosing, losing or lose, L-O-S-E, lose things or loosing, releasing, L-O-O-S-I-N-G, um, things that are not uh, speaking life to us, that, that's not giving us life, that's not uh, giving us that positive energy because we got to protect our energy. It's, it's, it's not about, um, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, loosing this because I'm, I'm better than, or no, it's those toxic things, whether and people that we 
or even how we how some people show up in the world we 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 got to let that go or we have an opportunity to let that let that go and to recreate systems and spaces and places that are not only good for me but good for for my family because again going back to womanist prowess it's lifting as we climb it's each one reach one each one teach one it's it's building community and it's it's being liberated working for the liberation of black women so that everybody can be free so it's not just about us and black fuck everybody else it, it is about us being free so that everyone else can be free so i i posted something on my story with jennifer lewis and she said um don't she used you know her 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 language or whatever but it was something like don't f up your freedom i'll get the exact quote in a minute but when you free Let's act like we're free, right? So this is when we talk about losing some things that are keeping us in bondage, that are keeping us uh, on the margins, that are keeping us oppressed, that are keeping us, um, you know, with this feeling of dehumanization because that's what the world does to us all the time. We just, we just acknowledged the the one year moment when our rights to our bodies were taken away by the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And it, it's been a year and we are still fighting that. We are still trying to get women to states that are free, that honor women's bodies, but that costs money. And that's another thing if you don't have access. And so we're, we're still doing those, those things together in community because we've lost something, right, our rights, but what we're gaining is community and support and still fighting the good fight so that in the end or in the midst of the transition and the transformation, we can be the change that we want to see and use the power that we have. And sometimes we, we forget how much power we have and that power Good afternoon, Miss Odessa. Good to see you. Blessings to you, beloved, my Atlanta Stone Mountain friend. Um, sometimes we forget how much free power we have. And, and yeah, when you're free, act free. Let's act free <laughs> together, right? We, 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 you know, every episode, I think I'm going to say this quote. Audrey Lord, if I don't define myself, I'll be crunched into other people's fantasies and eaten alive. So I need to define myself and say that I am free because I will not let the world tell me that, no, you're not worthy. I don't see you. I don't hear you. You don't exist. You're not worth it. I'm going to take away your rights. I'm going to take away, you know, your pay wages that are equitable. I'm going to suspend your kids at, at six years old or, or um, ex expel them from school I'm, I'm just i'm gonna arrest um all of your your black men and women i'm gonna kill 
your black men and women when I arrest them, but yet other people are arrested after they kill seven people in one, one time and 10 people in another time, targeting Asian folk. And they are still living and we get killed sleeping in the bed and playing in the backyard or having a licensed gun and showing the officer I have license to carry and then you die in front of your partner and child. So all of this, losing to gain. So losing to gain is a process. So we let some things go or things are taken away from us. Like my mother died when I was 23 years old. My father died when I was 39 years old. And in my spiritual prowess, I learned that in that loss, which was grief, which, you know, and grief is a part of love. When you love something and you or someone and you lose it, it's a part of love when you're grieving. And it has no script, no time limit, no nothing, right? So it's, it's a process. So when I lost um, my parents to this side, I realized that I gained a deeper spiritual relationship with my ancestors that continued to follow me and to guide me and to speak to me and through me, whether it's through ritual or rest. The only time that I, and I'm speaking from my experience, hoping that it'll bless somebody today, when you rest, then you rest your mind, your body, and your soul, and you're able to receive the messages and receive the things that, um, that are giving you life and that are healing you and, and moving you forward through the grief process. Let me give you an example. So I was, I was having, uh, having some challenges in a relationship and um, Mother Carolyn has been my mother since 2008. Um, she has been my ride or die. She speaks the truth. We laugh, we joke, we cry, we all the good stuff. And she kind of had to check me and pull me in. And she said, Tawana, you know, you talk about unconditional positive regard. You talk about um, humanity for all. It, it doesn't depend on your education or your ability. We're a very ableist society. When I roll through the airport in my wheelchair because it's hard for me to walk long distance, you know, the looks, the judgment, the... Anyway, again, I digressed. Um, so she had to pull me in and said, you preach all of this. Now it's time for you to, to exemplify that, to, to live it out loud, to actually reflect on what trauma and what triggers are happening in you that's stopping you from practicing what you are preaching, your past relationships, past mishaps, past recklessness, past decisions, past looking in the past the power and control that i had that really wasn't power and control and wasn't healthy for me so now i have to practice what i preach so moving from losing from lo loss to gain right lose to gain um it's it's a process it's a journey we talk about the journey of healing right we talk about the journey of learning we talk about the journey of building relationships we talk about this transformational experience that happens so it's going to take time to realize what is it that i have lost and where is the opportunity for me to gain so for instance i i am not of of the school of thought 
that says that God gave me cancer so that I could do whatever. That God has a gazillion other ways to figure out how to get his daughter or get God's daughter out into the forefront and do whatever it is that God is calling me to do. Um, cancer comes from the ills of this world, right? Even doctors can't tell you, well, you have cancer because, I mean, you take the gene, the genetic test, and I, I don't have, um, uh, I didn't have the gene. My daughter doesn't have it, thank God. And I praise God that she doesn't have and, and will not have, I claim that, breast cancer. I have it, and I had to learn how, what gains can I I avail myself to in order for me to live and not die at the hands of metastatic breast cancer where I will be in treatment indefinitely for every three weeks. Now, the miracle, one, um, I just took six months off. Um, well, or they gave me six months off. Didn't even realize it was six months. I was enjoying myself, cutting up, traveling, hanging out, doing stuff, still wearing my mask, because COVID is still real, people are still getting COVID. And then on yesterday, I had my first treatment in six months. And before that, I had a conversation with my doctor and talking about losing to gain, walk with me, journey with me. So she said, okay, Tawana, what do you wanna do? We can extend your break because your numbers look good. Your PET scan is still showing no evidence of disease. So what do you want to do? We can resume your treatment today or we can wait until after your PET scan in the end of February. And I did, and, and I, I used my entire being to open myself up to spirit, right? So I talk with my hands. Um, my, my voice might amplify. I can feel my heart opening up. I can feel the rumblings in my womb. I can feel the chills through my body. And in that moment, I, I did this. I said, I can either continue the break and take a chance that the cancer will come back and then go back on to chemotherapy. Now, that is a big statement because it doesn't mean that the cancer is gonna come back at the level or in the place where it was because I already have metastatic breast cancer. So it may come back in other ways or spread even further and do I wanna take that chance? Then the other hand was, you know what? I can lose this freedom and gain my life. I can lose, I can still travel I, I can still work because as you know, I have just been named the executive di director of my baby, my, my, my baby that we co-founded, Soul to Soul Sisters. So I work remotely and I travel to Denver quite often. So I can, in, in this instance, I can either take the chance and then not be able to do these things or know what I know, know what I've been blessed with, know what God has given me because God works in medicine and in doctors and teams and medical teams. So I said, we are going to resume treatment and I need to do some things to make sure that that treatment along with its regular side effects, that those side effects aren't enhanced 
you know, through my diet, through exercise, through prayer, through meditation, through community, because healing happens in community, because energy happens in community, exchange happens in community, exchange. That's why it's so, so important for us to watch who we have in our community or in our immediate space to protect our energy. So sometimes we have to lose to gain. We have to let go in order to, we have to let go in order to make room for that which is coming our way and have our hands open to receive. So some things we have to loose. We're holding on so tight to what we know and we don't even realize that what we know is not even a smidgen of what's to come. And that's where faith comes in. Because somebody will say, well, where's your faith, Tawana? God has healed you. Why did you go back on treatment? Because God works in treatment as well. God blessed me with treatment. God blessed me with life for six years after being in treatment for six straight years. Six years. And has restored me. I still have chemo brain, still have a fractured rib, still have a partially fractured foot. Still have necrosis and scar tissue from the removal of my breast on the side of the, of the cancer. I still have limited range and motion in my left. I still have all those things. And yet I am here and alive and communing with you in community, enjoying nature, enjoying life, enjoying taking a deep breath today, enjoying conversations, enjoying meeting new people, enjoying love, enjoying relationships, enjoying those who cover me and continue to pray for me, those who laugh and joke with me, my sisters are my ride or die. They just, they just hang in there. I mean, the list goes on and on. My brother sends me surprise gifts. My younger brother calls me all the time. My older sister calls me and we talk about Chicago PD and um, Law and Order SVU. No, I shouldn't be watching it, but I do anyway. That is my guilty pleasure and that is my confession for today. So losing to gain, it's a process. And it's really searching and looking for what it is that you can gain from a loss. Being open to asking yourself the question, why did I have to lose this? Why now? Why in this moment? Why at this stage in my life did my mother succumb to multiple myeloma when I was 23 years old with a six-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old sister who has gone to glory and is on the other side still loving me and speaking to me in my first dream of her the other day. I'll talk about that later because I'm going to get too emotional. Taking care of my 11-year-old brother. So why at that time, when I was still learning how to be an adult at 23, I thought I was an adult because I was 21, you know, over 21, but I had to lose to gain. Not that God took my mother for me to learn these lessons, but God took my mother because it was her time, right? And I was able to gain some sense of responsibility, some love for self, self-esteem, eventually better decisions, <laughs> raise a daughter at 25, have a son and raise a black man. 
So all of these things and thinking about what my mother has taught me, what she has exemplified for me, what my dad has taught me about being beautiful and being black and being dark skin and knowing my history and those things I gained and I was able to hold on to those things even in the midst of grief through that process of learning what it is to go from loss to gain. So sometimes the losses, it, it hurts, it sucks. And sometimes it is what's needed. Many times, oftentimes. I don't, I don't want to say every time because sometimes it's not every time. But oftentimes it is something that you need to release. So what is it that you need to release today? What is it that you need to pray about and meditate on and open yourself up to receive what it is that you need to gain? Because as long as you hold on to this thing or you allow this loss to consume you, go ahead, feel all the feels. I'm not telling you not to feel all the feels. Cry, scream, yell, sleep, rest, restore, do what you need to do to take care of you in your moment of grief. Whether it's a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20, 30, it'll be 30 years my mother has been gone. March 28th will make 30 years. So, and I'm still grieving because I love her and I miss her. And at the same time, I'm honored to live out her legacy. So honored that she taught me how to love unconditionally by being a foster parent for 15 years. Loving unconditionally, protecting me as much as she could with my reckless self, but that's for another podcast. Let me hit some of these comments real quick before before we go. Let's. Um, I saw a lot coming up, so um, hopefully I don't um, miss anyone. Some of these might be repeats because, of course, I can't really see. You know, uh, yeah, that's just how it is. I need new glasses anyway, y'all. But I have really decent eyeglass insurance so um yeah if i don't define myself yes ma'am reverend kimberly scott you better repeat it and keep saying it define who you are let us not let this world define who we are tanisha says have you seen how many women have died from sickle cell crises because of their pain being ignored they just don't care and tanisha and i had a beautiful conversation today about pain and black women, um, we that might be have to be the next uh, podcast because we gotta honor our pain and and insert ourselves into the narrative and be like, no, you gonna pay attention and listen to me. I am in pain. Do something about it. Don't think that I am inhuman. That I can just deal with this pain. No, you're gonna take care of me. You're you're not gonna judge me and say, well, are you gonna be addicted or are you gonna sell it? Fuck you. Take care of me and my pain because I love myself. And if you can't love me, then I'm going elsewhere. <laughs> Tanisha, I'm going elsewhere because I am worthy. And I shouldn't have to go through this pain because of your foolish judgments about me. Um, good God. Okay. Take a deep breath, Tawana. Yes, Carolyn Habersham said, let go to make room for the miracles. And y'all know I had to let a lot of stuff go and I am a miracle. I am back to work. I am living. I am breathing. I am feeling good. 
Um, so yeah, we, we, we got to make room for the, the miracle for sure. So losing the gain as we end our time together, think about what it is that you need to lose. Sometimes we don't have control of things that we lose or someone or something that we have lost. Like I had no control over, you know, the cancer, the cancer spreading, chose a bilateral mastectomy, which means I removed both of my breasts. I chose to let that go so that other healing can happen in my body. And I'll leave you with this. When I was on, Reverend Marcia said, let loose the past injustices. He came to set the captives free, so wait on the Lord. And when we say wait on the Lord, that does not mean that I sit and do absolutely nothing. I step out on faith. I walk in faith. I walk in honoring myself. I walk and speak and look and hear. All of those things are divine. And I use that to hear from God to, so that God can lead me and guide me along the way. <laughs> Let us not bring out the old hymns of the church. Okay. Um, so when we wait on the Lord, we, we are patient and we are doing something in order to be in alignment. Like, God, if I take this step, please make my crooked way path, please, my crooked path straight. Please let me take the step that is in line with what you would have for me. Please make a river in the desert, desert because I feel like I am just parched and I'm just I just need your, your water of life. I feel like I am losing it. So just, I, I want to open myself up and avail myself to you. This is why meditation is so important because you're able to relax your body and to clear your mind and loosen all the tension so that you can feel the presence of God and the ancestors just moving with you and speaking to you and through you. And it may not seem like that in that moment, but it will manifest when it's supposed to manifest. And whatever it is that you need to gain in order to, um, you know, not conform and acquiesce to the status quo and to be the beautiful divine being that you are. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because every time we turn around, there is something or someone trying to dismiss us, degrade us, demean us, dehumanize us. So we need to lose that so that we can gain the beautiful spiritual, intellectual, emotional, loving prowess that we have. We have, it's innate. We don't have to create it. We don't have to make some new title or rules about it. Just being a black woman. Oh, <laughs> I went through the airport and I wore a shirt. I love being a black woman. And then white people look and then look away real quick. Or some black people who, for whatever reason, will look. Or even, I don't know what the reason white people do that, but even black people look at it and then turn away. Oh, what? Y'all don't believe that I love being a black woman? Come holler at me. Let me tell you why. <laughs> so I hope that you in this time will take some time to reflect, to meditate, and to sit with this. 
and to think about if there is anything that you need to loose or if there is something that you have lost, that you prepare your heart, mind, your soul to journey to in the midst of transformation, restoration, healing, change, so that you can gain and restore whatever it is that is uh, for you. Because I truly believe that what God has for you is for you. And it's about you being receptive to that. On a spiritual level, you know, I try not to talk about specific religions or I, I grew up Christian and I honor other religious traditions that show up on my, my feed and listen to this podcast. So, but there is a, a spiritual energy that we need in order for us to uh, go through that journey together in community. For there is healing in community. And this is why Tuesdays with Tawana is building community one episode at a time. I love y'all dearly. I need y'all to do me a favor. I don't ask for much. If you can go on to soul2soulsisters.org and sign up for our mailing list if you haven't done so already. Our beloved Neoncore is our comms person. And when I tell you she sends the bomb communication, you won't get communication all the time. She is very uh, spiritually astute and her writing is just so beautiful. Go and sign up if you didn't see what she put out announcing uh, my uh, new assignment that God has assigned. Because three years ago, when I was on disability, when I started disability, I said in three years, I do not want to be on disability anymore. I want to be able to work. And lo and behold, disability was like, yo, I'm cutting your ass off. And Soul to Soul called me in October and I accepted the offer and was officially hired in November as the interim. And then in January became the official executive director. So go on to soul2soulsisters.org. Also go on to the Dr. Tad, T-H-E-D-R-T-A-D.com and sign up there as well because I will be sharing some information, you know, whether whatever's going on in my world or an inspiring word. Again, it won't be daily. It won't be weekly. We just going to follow the spirit and, um, you know, and just do what we do and keep everybody informed with what's going on in my world of healing so that you might be inspired and encouraged to focus on your healing and not your ailment or what's hurting you or harming you and really moving through that process to get to a safe, sacred space of healing. This is Tuesdays with Tawana with Dr. Tad, Lose to Gain. Um, let's follow that process together. Let's do it. Um, yeah, mother, God did it. God did it for sure. And I just, whew, oh, Jules, thank you. <laughs> Jules said, soul to soul is lucky to have me back. I am so grateful, so grateful. And just a quick shout out to my, my mother in ministry.
Mother Carolyn, I love you to the moon and beyond. You have got to be one of the realest people on this earth. And I am grateful that God blessed me with you. Talking about losing to gain, I may have lost my mother on this side, but I have gained other mothers. The late Cheryl Sharif, Mama Lovey Cunningham, I love her. She's, she's, we still keep in touch. She's doing her thing. Um, and Mother Carolyn. And I'm grateful. And sometimes you just got to give people flowers when they are alive to smell them. So I am giving you all the flowers right now because you have just been such a blessing to me, um, particularly over the last couple of weeks in my relationship. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being you and being real and for praying for me and being there for my family. Mother Carolyn is not only there for me, but she's there for my daughter, Kaisha. Some of you know her as Darylin. She had the prayer team for Eli. She prays for Eric. She knows Corey. She prays. I mean, thank you, mother. And I'm really going to leave y'all. I just love communing with y'all and talking with you. But um, I am really out for sure, for sure. Um, if you're listening to, listening to this on a replay, feel free to comment. I always check LinkedIn. It's on Instagram. It'll be on Facebook or my Dr. Tad Enterprises. If, and if you don't, you know, if you haven't already, go to my page on Facebook, Dr. Tad Enterprises, and just hit like. Um, you know, I post here and there, whatever I'm inspired to do. I don't boost posts and all of that because I'm not given into capitalism and that's another podcast. So anyway, peace out. I'm out. I love you. I'm Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana, and I will see you next Tuesday. Much love to all. Later.